Well, welcome everyone. <laughs> yes, welcome indeed to Bimbos in Toyland. We're so excited for you to be listening to our first podcast episode. My name is Carmela. I use she, her pronouns. Um, I'm 23 years old and I'm from Northern Michigan. Yay. Um, <laughs> my name is Jared. I'm 19 years old and I can't fucking read. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, my name is Joy. I use she, her pronouns. I am born and raised on the south side of Chicago, southwest side to be specific. And you can also call me G. So my pronouns are she, her, G. Um, since I am from Chicago, that is our universal term for everyone. How old are you, Joy? I'm 25. <laughs> hey, we, we got to get it out there. We got we to gotta let our target audience know. Yes. And two months from today, I will be 26. So you know, 25 and 10 months. Now that we've got that out of the way. Me and Joy are best friends. We met at a really despicable um, Christian college <laughs> that we both attended. In good old West Michigan. Um, yeah. Staying in the mitten, huh, Carmelo? Yeah, you know, it's... <laughs> I just keep venturing further and further north. Eventually, I'm probably going to be a youper. Yeah. Anywho, so you may be wondering, what the hell is Bimbos in Toyland? Why why would you call it that? Well, (laughs) um, we are tired of having thoughts. We just want to be thoughts. Exactly. We are... Intellects currently undergoing the bimbofication process. Well, we are bimbos, but we are continuing the bimbofication process. The goal is to be as hot and fly and sexy as possible. And it's and then, so powerful. Like, I just feel my power rising yes. every time, like, every day that I forsake intellectualism and seek bimboification. Ah. Uh, uh, I really feel the power rise. I really do. And I've been saying, like, since I'm turning 26 this year, like, it's 26. It's not 26. So, yeah. I'm just prepared. I'm sick and tired for being known for being smart. It's done nothing good for me. It's gotten me nowhere. I just want to be hot now. That's it. Yeah, you know, I have, I have the beliefs. I have the politic. I feel that I should have... So I'm going to let the other people do the reading and theorizing. Yeah. I'm going to just be beautiful. Like, I'm going to be like Bella Hadid at that pro-Palestine uh, rally where she was, like, decked out in designer and stilettos. <laughs> but I'm going to still hold, hold it down. I'm right. going to be beautiful while doing it. Yeah. So that's the first part, bimbos. The Toyland part, if you couldn't tell. By my beautiful Adobe Illustrator skills. <laughs> Thank you. It's amazing. Um, you know, that refer refers to our appreciation and fondness of the variety of uh, toys at our disposal for our physical pleasure. Because the options these days, the dating options, uh, <laughs> not good, especially um, 
the cishet men that we have to choose from, let me tell you, my pussy got eaten out the other weekend, and when I tell you, he literally ate it. Like, <laughs> munching. <sighs> munching on my pussy. So, yeah. He, he I, I took the term munching box very seriously. He did. Like, he took it literally. He did. Um I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It, I've... I just didn't know what to do in that moment. Like, I was so taken aback. I couldn't even tell him, like, this is wrong. So, um, for now, the toys it is. Is your girl okay? Like, is she ripped to shreds? She was all right. He, she was all right. His beard was scratching me a little because no. he was getting in so deep. No. Yeah. Oh, but no. she was okay after. Well, I agree. Look at the material. And yeah, if this is if this is what I have to deal with, I'ma just eat my clit off with a vibrator, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> For the rest of my life, if I have to, like I yeah. And I was as I was telling a friend before, like, maybe we should consider lesbianism as praxis because how can we continue to give our minds, body are everything to cishet men. They literally don't deserve it. And I mean, like, not even just in romantic relationships. It's just, like, familial relationships, friend relationships. The the contributions are never equal. So, yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. And in the words of my favorite artist, Charlene Keys, a.k.a. Tweet, I'm done. Yeah, we have had it. Up to here. Yeah. Yeah, and we we may very well have one foot in and one foot out because there are people who choose to see the toys as as a teammate rather than their competition. So ain't nothing wrong with it if you're not living there full time. Yeah, we need that energy too. And what would two bimbos talk about? Well, a range of topics because we have the range. So we would be talking about relationships. As you can tell, um, we have a lot of horror stories, work, hating work, because we both agree. We did not come down here and, and don a skin suit to work for a living. I don't think that's what, I don't think that's what my ancestors want. They, they did enough work for this country. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's more than enough. Um, and then apropos of our name, of course, we might be reviewing some adult toys and of course, putting you on to said toys because we don't want to leave you out there high and dry, literally any political happenings because we, we are bimbos, we are undergoing bimboification, but we still have a lot to say about the world because we live in it. Yeah, so that's us. If you're interested, I, I don't know how you could not be instantly drawn in. Stick around. Hear what we have yeah. to say. We got a lot to fucking say and we're going to say it. And let's let's jump right in. Yeah, yeah. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hello, Joy. Hello, Carmelo. What is up? <laughs> hey there. 
Hey there. What's How are you doing? I'm good. I'm um, you know, avoid it would be Sunday scaries, but since I had today off, I'm avoiding Monday scaries. Um, how are you? You know, I'm just trying to make the best of fun employment, um, living life. I think I've given up on looking for a job again. So yeah, I'm just going to hold on until the school year starts because I've already sent my transcripts to the Illinois Board of Education. So Oh, awesome. You know, I'll just pay a little $60 to get my substitute teaching license and I will do that yeah, that's that's the plan for yeah. right now. That's um, awesome. Yeah, how was your your fourth? Um, fine. <laughs> it was pretty. So, Northern Michigan gets really really crazy for Fourth of July, and besides hating, you know, the political implications of Fourth of July, and also just not wanting to participate in a chauvinistic holiday, I just like. I do not enjoy the festivities. I hate fireworks. I hate big crowds of people. Um, I hate that animals and, you know, people with PTSD or people who are sensitive to noise are suffering. So it's just really <laughs> not a good holiday. But um, my aunt lives on a lake, right? Like 15 minutes south of Mackinac City. So I went to her house and... It was relaxing. Oh, that was good. How was your fourth? Um, I mean, it was pretty basic. My sister came over, so it was the four of us just celebrating. We didn't have a big thing because, you know, still a, a Panasonic, right. still a um, Pan Dulce, so it's not really the right time for that. Hopefully no. next year we can actually see people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my dad grilled and I'll be honest, as we've discussed many times in our private text messages, um it was a very disappointing meal. Uh <laughs> what did he grill? Well, I don't blame him for what happened to what happened with the flavor of the food it was how it was prepared before it went on the grill okay so <laughs> like the ribs barely had any salt on them well for that i do blame him because he like he was doing like indirect heat which means like you're cooking it on the cool side of the grill rather than directly over the flame so that they could cook low and slow or what have right. you and the fat didn't render out all the way so they were tough and then on top of that they weren't flavorful so for that I blame my mother so it was just a disappointing meal overall like the sides sucked the protein sucked like she yeah. put she thought some burger patties my sister, I guess, was thinking that they were seasoned, so she brought them outside for my dad to put those on the grill. Those come off the grill, and they taste like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so they just, they was greasing. I'm sitting there like, this is sad. Like, this is disgusting. I have not oh. been this disappointed in a meal 
But look, I'm not even gonna lie. I haven't been this disappointed in a meal since like Thursdays. Not like it's been a long time. <laughs> that is a long time. It's been since Thursday. Um, yeah. So that was the thing, and then I, I just like that's probably what I get for <laughs> even celebrating it. Like, which like I don't even know if I could really call it celebrating because as as black people, like we don't really we're not celebrating. We're really just like, oh, we get a day off, let's get together, right. let's have some fun. It's not like we're going to salute the flag. <laughs> right. Like you're not sitting there like in Walmart starting, you know, a singing of the national anthem or like, you know, decked out in red, white, or blue. Red, exactly. white, and blue. Sorry. <laughs> Which is like, first of all, it's the ugliest colorway. Like, all like the flags from the Caribbean and like other countries. Like their their colors are so much better. Yeah. Like France, UK, US, Australia, New Zealand. Like red, white, and blue. Hideous. It's not cute. Like no, my favorite is like the Bahamian flag. Like with like that turquoise, black, and yellow. Like that's cute. Yeah, you can do a lot with that. Yeah, exactly. Like, in the same reason, like, partly I will never be a Cubs fan is because I'm from the South Side. And then secondly, like, red, white, and blue. I'm not yeah. wearing that ugly shit. Like, like the socks uniform is just, like, it's sexy. Like, it is. Um, right. Anyway. So, the holiday um it was a disappointment altogether for me um yeah in terms of the, the culinary side and then also like the just you know where where do these people get these kind of fireworks from uh yeah i saw a tweet that was like were fireworks on sale for like buy one get a hundred free <laughs> And I, I just feel like I, it seems like every year, just the access to explosives, like fireworks, firework explosives gets like bigger. I don't know. Like the ones people are setting off in their backyards now, it's not just sparklers. It's like the really big ones in the sky. Yeah. And it's like, you are not a professional at this. No. The fireworks y'all have at home are not the fireworks that you would go see at Lake Michigan. Right those are not the same thing. So it's just like, what are you doing it for? And then they'll be popping them before the sun even goes down. Oh, I can't stand that. Like, really? You have to practice? Yeah, I'm just like, are you just trying to get rid of them? Is that why you're popping them before the sun even goes down? I don't know. Um, It's really ridiculous to me. Yeah. And just like the, the waste that comes from them. Like, you'll be seeing all the sparkler and, like, the wrapping for them everywhere for weeks to come. Yeah. And then... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. And, like, I'm pretty sure the regulations in Illinois are much stricter. So people are driving to Indiana to get all these kind of fireworks. Come on. These things are not available here. Like, people go to Indiana... Like, there's this fireworks shop, like, as you were about to cross the border coming from Indiana into Illinois. And, like, I think that's where everybody is getting them from. Jesus. I don't know if it's the same thing with Michigan, at least where you're at, like, in 
like on the western side of the state like i don't know if that's where they're getting them if they're just driving down to indiana or if michigan is less strict about it and they can get those things from there but somebody needs to stop them i so yeah people it's just it's lawless with these fireworks i mean they just like People are launching them and discarding them into Lake Michigan and Lake Huron. And I I don't think I really am not that educated on like the fireworks the average consumer can buy here, but it seems like they're pretty intense. I mean they're they're big. They're really big. The ones that yeah. just like people are setting off in their backyards or like in parks around other people. Yeah, and then, like, just think about the injury component. Who knows how many people the emergency room sees on July 4th weekend just because of fire accidents and stuff like that. Like, I remember, like, one summer at the the camp I was going to, like, this girl, like, it was a sports camp, so it was, like, all types, soccer, tennis, swimming, like, she couldn't participate because July 4th weekend, she got a, a damn firework, like, caught in her sandal, so it burned oh, her foot. Holy shit! Like, oh, my God. So, it's just, like, the negligence is is wild to me. Yeah. And, of course, we can get into the political side of it, too. So, I, again, I saw on social media someone, um, a reel on Instagram, they said, like, Rather than celebrating the birth of an empire, we should acknowledge the genocide of the people that were already here yeah. before this happened. So I, I don't think people want to sit with that and recognize that that's what they're doing right. when they are celebrating the fourth. You are celebrating the birth of an empire, not, not our freedom from the British at this right. point, at this late stage, 145 years to what? Is that it? 145 years later. Um, is it 145? From 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 when we like we're now on the British. to 2021. 20, is my math off? Yeah. Would it be over 200? I'm a bimbo, remember? So. What um, <laughs> mean? So would it be? So what are the years? 2021 minus 1776. Is it 245 or 145? It's 256. Huh? <laughs> Let me do it again. Minus 1760. 1776. Oh. It's 245. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even do the math right the first time. You see ladies <laughs> and gaties and gentle this is this is what we're working with right now. Exactly, because we can we could talk about philosophy and feminism and all of that stuff, but math. No, I nearly failed geometry, algebra, trigonometry. <laughs> yeah, like the only math I'm good at is statistics, and that's like my version of good. It's not actually good is passable so yeah i don't even like i haven't taken a math class since my senior year of high school so lucky you yeah (laughs) i don't know but um 
sometimes I think like the way people celebrate the 4th of July, like the carelessness, the recklessness sort of reflects like why they're celebrating, you know, like they almost go hand in hand. Like are you were talking about, like people don't want to sit with the fact that, you know, if you're celebrating the 4th of July, you're kind of celebrating genocide. Um, and I think some people are reckless because they're recklessly ignoring like, you know, the political and ethical implications of the holiday, but also there are people who are very much like, yes, we are going to celebrate the empire. Like that is why I love this holiday. You know, people that are very openly chauvinistic yeah and people see it as we won they lost they need to get over it yeah like we won fair and square and it's like no no you didn't there's nothing (laughs) fair and square about conquering you know right and, and fucking and genocide i mean that's what it was that's what it is right and they don't recognize that their happiness in this sense is dependent upon the sadness and strife of someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And I know um, we were discussing a little bit earlier, like what's going on in Canada now with um, the discovery they're making of just unmarked graves of hundreds of indigenous children. Yeah. I mean, at at um, residency schools. I mean, it's horrific. And yeah. like, Canada was just celebrated Canada Day this last Thursday and there were calls to certain cities. I think certain cities actually did cancel celebrations. Um, people were calling like um, for cancellations of like festivities for Canada Day in cities and it's like you know if we did that in the US like let's cancel you know the fireworks on the 4th of July like okay does that even like does that go far enough? You right. Know? And I mean, like, not just that, but it's also still a pandemic. <laughs> like, yeah. So why yeah. are y'all why are y'all doing it big anyway? Like, right. Right. So yeah, like, and what blows me about Canada is like they always want to position themselves above the United States. So it's like, yes, you guys have single pair. You have these these ideals that are better in these systems that definitely are better than ours but you are still a settler colony right that does not change because you have a better attitude about things right the way that they will sweep things under the rug in canada because they have more social welfare programs they just like slide under the radar when it comes to indigenous genocide of course not from actual first nations people right but from people who are you know white and non-indigenous in canada like the we went to a christian college that was founded by the dutch reformed church and their history is absolutely disgusting yeah with rehoboth in new mexico and i'm sure so many other places in the southern United States, southwestern United States, like I have friends who come from that area that went to our school and they would tell us stories about how even 
you know, we're talking about the 2010s. They yeah. were not, they were demonized for actually practicing their indigenous religions. They were not really allowed to speak indigenous languages in school, like maintain their culture as Dene people. Like, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Yeah, just a complete and total erasure. It's horrible. Yeah. And then, like, the other key of it is, like, they took these people's kids away. Yeah. On top of all of it, they took their children from them. Yeah. Well, I think, too, like, you know, the bare minimum is that the Canadian government pays some sort of reparations. I don't, you know, how can, not that that could replace, like, the loss of hundreds of innocent lives, young lives, but also, like, I I there really needs to be more accountability on the Catholic Church. Like they are not seeing heaven's gates. No, no, and you know not to or like a myriad of things. Right, right. Like this is this is one of a plethora of evil like, actions. Like number that is- ten on a list of five million. Yeah, <laughs> and I I'm just I'm sick and tired of like hearing my Catholic relatives praise like. Pope Francis is this like benevolent and like you know charitable and good priest and like a I'm sorry not priest pope and like a change in the traditional establishment he's not he's not not like he's barely doing anything like I don't think there's even really anything happening with the hundreds of thousands of stories and accusations against priests who like have committed abuse against children right you know like I there's really still no movement there. I mean, a couple people have like in leadership positions have been forced to step down. That it's not enough. Like just for the amount of harm that the church has caused as an institution, like they really are still not doing anything. And it's horrible. And it's honestly like the, I guess, faith-based equivalent of going from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. And as many theorists have said, liberalism informs fascism. They are not diametrically opposed to each other. Right. So, you know, Pope Francis, I don't know shit about Catholicism. So don't get me to lying on here, but like, it seems like what he's doing is just like exactly what Joe Biden is doing. Like, it's not necessarily improving anything. Yeah. Actually, materially improving anything. It's just on the face it looks better yeah i would agree with that assessment well and also you know there was sort of this expectation when pope francis became pope that there would sort of be a shift in the church's view on homosexuality i hate you know i hate like saying it that way because it's it's like what is this 2000 but um you know there was a hope there'd be a shift in view on that and there really has been and he's just as conservative as previous popes have been i mean now he's not saying like aids is god's punishment for being gay like um pope john paul ii did but you know the views haven't changed and i mean it's kind of like the same thing like they're not materially changing they just want you to believe yeah they are because they're like a step of difference from what you had before yeah and it's kind of like the political landscape too like you know 40 years ago i feel like democrat actually had a meaning mm-hmm. and i feel like it was different 
from Republican, but like things keep shifting towards the right. Like all parties except for like non Democrats or Republicans. Yeah. On the left, people are just shifting right of center, even if they act like they're centrists or like they're Democrats. They're really just Ronald Reagan light. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, plus the Democratic Party is really adopting that hideous strategy of like, competing with republicans in order to get like moderate republican votes like you so i feel like competing right (laughs) (laughs) they (laughs) they rolling over and letting them do whatever they want like and even obama like nobody asked him like they did they asked but it was just like why do they keep asking for your opinion on these things you're not in office anymore right like he said that he wanted them to concede even more to get more things passed with so i forgot what recent legislation there was because i'm still a bimbo at the end of the day (laughs) i don't know what the fuck they was doing but i i do know that they was pussyfooting around still and letting Republicans dunk on them still. Yeah. And Obama was like, they could have even let go of more. That's not, yeah. What will we have left if we keep giving these people concessions? Because they will not stop. No. They will stop at nothing. No. Like, should we just get rid of the Democratic Party? Like, should it just be one Republican Party? Because that's what it's, kind of that's what it seems like it's moving towards yeah and they of course on the face they want to act like they're different but really like that meme we need more female prison guards like like that's that's what they want they just want representation in fascism and imperialism yeah Yeah. they don't actually want to stop doing that shit right like how Kamala Harris what was it a few weeks ago now where she was saying migrants should not come to the border right like like the policy is still just as horrific but now we have the first black female vice president who is who is the child of whom a Marxist well not even just that starts with an I An immigrant. Yeah. <laughs> That's really so long. Oh my god. It's okay. Um yeah, so it's just the irony really blows my dick off. Like I don't like I don't know how you can justify that. Like and of course the argument from conservatives is like they should you know, go through it legally like anyone else. Like, there's no legal way to cross the border. You just do it. And I and you, that, you can yeah. go through the path to citizenship, but it's people that have been here 20, 30 years and they're still not fully U.S. citizens. They're right. just on a green card. Like, And, yeah. And that that argument baffles me, too, because it's like, that's your best response to someone, to a refugee, Really, yeah. like to someone who's fleeing corruption or um, like fleeing, a war torn country, uh, 
the United States regime change. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Not to like really, really backtrack, but what I wanted to bring up when um you mentioned, you know, Canada sort of gets away with seen as with being seen as like holier than the US because they have better social like they have better healthcare and like social institutions. Another country that kind of gets away with that is New Zealand. They because like they suck have... a fart out my ass. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Them in Australia. Yeah. Like is this is the same thing. I mean, they they've oppressed Aboriginal people for since the nations have been founded or like since they were colonized. Yeah. And not only that, like just like Germany was peering over the US's US's shoulder and taking notes on eugenics and stuff like that for the basis of the The pogroms and the holocaust like all the things that they did over there yeah we're taking notes from new zealand and australia for their immigration policies yeah because they have like pretty much a zero tolerance policy for refugees and immigrants coming there which again ironic yeah given that Every single one of you motherfuckers is not from there. Extremely ironic. Like, Extremely. and it's South Africans that move there. And I also have like a, a deep seated hatred for Afrikaners mm-hmm. because, like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, right. And it's like, I know, like, how can I have such hatred for non American settlers? But it's, I hate all of them, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, I mm-hmm. hate them especially. They were uh, Dutch, right? Yeah, they're Dutch. Okay. Which, again, it's where we went to school. Yeah. And it's like, we didn't, I, speaking for myself, I didn't even know what Dutch people was were doing. Like, of course, I knew about their colonizing of, like, South Africa and some countries in South America. But, like, I didn't know that there were little <laughs> why did this dude pronounce it enclaves but uh <laughs> the dutch enclaves i'm like enclaves so pretentious yeah he was very pretentious he was part of the student activities board so go figure yeah um anywho those who know will know what i mean but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, I didn't know how many little pockets that Dutch people were in all across the United States. Because, as I mentioned, I'm from the south side of Chicago. So, like, I'm mainly around Irish and Polish white people, not Dutch people. Yeah. Not Italian, not, you know, any other nationality or ethnicity. So, like, there are little pockets in Illinois, like, for example... (laughs) I went to my church, like, growing up, was in South Holland, Illinois, and I didn't put two and two together. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's where they were living. Well, I never put, like, two and two together with Holland, Michigan, until I got got to, can I name drop? Okay, we gonna say it, but don't say it again. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Anywho. Well, first of all, I never even heard of Holland, Michigan, because I never even really spent time in West Michigan, because yeah. my family is from the east side, so I didn't know them people. Like, mm-hmm. But, like, over time, we began to learn, like, 
in Illinois. Like there's people in Lansing, of course, South Holland, like I mentioned. Yeah, there's a Lansing, Illinois, if you didn't know, but um, okay, I was confused. <laughs> yeah, Lansing, Illinois, because um, that's where some of our friends went to um, high school because that was it was a Dutch Christian school. And then like in California, and then, of course, down in New Mexico and Iowa, like a lot of Midwestern states like Iowa, for sure. Like, yeah, it's, they're everywhere, but they're it's like they're hiding in plain sight. Yeah, I just, I had no idea, like, I grew up Catholic, so that was a totally different experience, like, I I wasn't exposed to, like, any, I didn't spend that much time around wasps or or the Dutch, let's put it that way, like, I I lived in New England for four years, we lived in Massachusetts, but even there, like, I don't know, they were, they, they were more, like, Irish. Yeah, like, as a South Side Chicago one, like I didn't spend a lot of time around wasps either. Like, yeah, it was Irish Catholics, Polish people. Like, there are some Italian people in Chicago, but like they didn't live on the South Side. I don't think. Right. So, yeah, I didn't really know what I was in for until I came to that place. Oh yeah, um, I had no, I had no idea. I had no idea when I tell you, like, I didn't. I had no idea what I was in for. Like, I mean, I had Catholicism. I, it's not Puritanism, but like you do experience Catholic guilt and like the moral guilt of having sex before marriage. And like, you're exposed to all that. But I just like was not prepared for the level of, (laughs) I mean, really Puritanism. Yeah. Y'all born as hell. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Like, Because I would tell my high school teacher senior year, like, where I was going, because I was so decisive about it. Like, yeah, I'm going to go there. Like, again, didn't know I was getting into. And a family friend of mine went to Grand Valley, which is, like, the school 45 minutes from. Right. And she told me not to go. She told me not to go. I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. Like, because I was still deep in my faith at that point. So I was like, you know, she's not. Uh, really a practicing christian so like she doesn't understand so (laughs) of course she's gonna tell me not to go because you know she went to a party school pretty much i mean like grand valley is not as much of a party school as like northern illinois university but you know they at least got to have parties that went past midnight um yeah so a lot of people were like raising their eyebrows and i did not know what they meant because I had no idea that, like, you couldn't dance, couldn't yeah. listen to secular music, yeah, couldn't do all of these things. And, of course, like, sex before marriage, like, but that was part of my upbringing as well, because I grew up non-denominational. So there was a purity aspect to my upbringing as well. But, like, I didn't know it could be that much worse than what I already had been through. Yeah. Now, can I ask if you don't mind talking about it is that why you decided to go there because of your faith or were were there other reasons why it like that definitely wasn't on my list of reasons but I was like I guess it's fine because like some of the things that they talked about were things that my pastor preached about that I was okay with Okay, like the other side of the stuff that my pastor (laughs) preached about that they also espoused I was like yeah I don't like that part but 
the you know it's all about the kingdom that stuff like my church literally has a song called it's all about the kingdom Mm -hmm. um so like these things were not foreign to me in that regard but of course like as far as the puritanical thing like I thought my parents were strict yeah I thought that I was a good girl but of course coming from a big city was was pure and like holy for Chicagoans is is vastly different right from West Michiganders five sure I didn't realize like I said I didn't realize what I was getting into from that perspective like when I joined the uh dorm leadership my sophomore Mm -hmm. year of college I was a I don't even want to say it because because when you when you say it it sounds so dumb like to other people that were not in that shit with me like yeah the people who don't who don't understand it sounds really 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 cultish but when i became a cultural discerner okay there i said it <laughs> like just the title the hell do you mean a cultural discerner right because growing up Christian, we're taught to discern what is good for our spirit and what's not, what we should, you know, let into our spirit or not. So a lot of for a lot of them that meant zero secular music, zero things without Christian themes. And for me, like when I was doing my interview for it, he was like shocked that my parents allowed me to listen to sec- secular music. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not like I grew up Pentecostal or Kojic. Like, right. I'm non denominational. And again, from the South side of Chicago, this stuff is not foreign to me. And, and, and imagine having parents my age and not knowing Motown or right. like these iconic Black artists from Chicago. Like, half of Earth, Wind, and Fire is from Chicago. Shaka Khan is from Chicago. Yeah. Like, all these people that I love, artists like artists that I love, are from here. What the fuck would I look like not knowing who they were right. and not knowing their music? And it's also like this was my parents' prime before they even joined the church. Like my parents, I think that's part of it. My parents didn't get really serious about their faith until the 80s. So, mm-hmm. like, I think that lends to some of why culturally I wasn't so stunted. Yeah. But wait, why did you choose to go to? Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I forgot um, to answer that part. But I initially came to as a music major, music theory and composition major, because the big dream is to be a singer. Yeah, I'm not letting that go, at least not yet. Um, so the plan was to I wanted to go to Berkeley College of Music, which is in Boston, but I'm mm-hmm. like. I'm, definitely not good enough to go there so i was like well where's the music theory and composition program where i don't have to go to new york california or somewhere super far away from home yeah where i could still go to out of you know school out of state because i was not trying to stay in illinois Mm -hmm. and a lot of schools didn't have music theory and composition it was just like general music yeah so which i guess that would have been fine because you do learn theory as a general music major but yeah so I went to because I at least got some distance between home and school 
And then the other side of it was like, I get to major in music theory and composition and learn the ins and outs of making music. But I dropped my major sophomore year. Okay. So I could have left. <laughs> yeah. I could have left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I didn't because I didn't want to be in school in the first fucking place. Yeah. So it was like, if it means that I can graduate in four years, I will stay. Little did I know that I would not be graduating in four years. But at that time, I was of the mind that I would finish in exactly four years. So I was like, I'm going to stick it out. Maybe it won't be so bad. <laughs> Narrator, it was that bad. Um, <laughs> but like, because I'm like, if if I transfer, I'm going to have to stay longer. Yeah. Because that's how I that's how it works. The credits don't transfer over all the way. So I'm like, if I went back to school in the city, like I'll probably have to stay for another semester or another full year. And I refuse. Yeah. So that's I, why I stayed. And I really didn't have to. But that's why I stayed. I got pretty lucky when I transferred. Um, I, I pretty much finished what I did like a year and a half of credits and I did like two years when I transferred and then one summer semester and it worked out it was a really like last minute decision for me I I don't know if I've ever talked about this I lost my admission to where I was supposed to go I was supposed to go to Case Western and um I was I was in the mental hospital my senior year of high school my grades were not good after they reviewed like my second semester senior year grades they said like they made me provide an explanation for my grades and I did but my therapist at the time told me afterwards that like usually that they've already made their decision like it doesn't make sense yeah so yeah I lost my admission (laughs) and it was really shitty because like I was already not feeling good and I had told my parents like I really don't feel like celebrating I don't want a big graduation party and of course like what did they do they planned a huge graduation party so like five days before you know I have all this like fucking college gear and like I don't even know where I'm going to college at my graduation party and I just smile my parents were like really shitty (laughs) through that whole process but yeah it's probably because you were like the first born and you're like you know yeah we did it one down one to go yeah so I don't know it's just what I wanted to do was I wanted to go to Wayne State which is where I graduated from I I applied there and I got in they I think they even gave me money I don't remember but it doesn't matter um and I don't know. My parents were still really like elite. I mean, they're still elitist, but they were really elitist about where I was going to go to school at that point. So they were like, no, you need to go like somewhere more accredited, which I don't know what the fuck that means. So my well, dad was ain't, like, ain't that school like losing its accreditation? Like Wayne State? No, the, the first one you went to. Oh. Oh. I really don't know. I mean, like, I I know that the the academics are not the way that they used to be. Okay. So, you know, ironic. 
it probably worked out <laughs> in the end. Yeah, like in a roundabout way. Yeah. <laughs> you ended up where you wanted to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hello. My dad was basically just like, oh, there's a small like private college. You could get in. I applied. I got in. He was like, you should go there because like it's a better school and you would do well. And it was fine. And of course, it I was not fine. <laughs> but... <laughs> And yeah, like you said, I ended up where I wanted to be in a really horrible roundabout way. But hell yeah, oh, we're here. Our, we're here. More of the story is um, get away from your parents as quickly as you can. Because enmeshed family dynamics, it's not. That's not life. That's not how it should be. No. Maybe if we didn't grow up that way, we would not be so like ready to get the fuck. Yeah, but, um, yeah it just, it's a very difficult dynamic when you grow up having very controlling parents and then you become an adult and you're in your 20s and they are not like they're not releasing their grip. Yeah. And then like for me, it's just like I want them to loosen their grip. But because they've had their grip in me for so long, I still feel the need to ask for their approval. On shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so at least like a double-edged sword like yeah i will say since i've got since i've become employed it they've really backed off and i think it's because they quote unquote approve of whatever i'm doing it, like it a lot it's it's in line with their fantasy like you know i'm living in a what they would consider a desirable area like they're satisfied you know am i happy well to be continued but <laughs> that remains to be seen yeah i don't feel like i chose this job because i thought it would please them i think i really was like oh yeah i could do that that's kind of in line with what i'm looking for it's weird because it's like my parents weren't necessarily that they weren't tiger parents Mm -hmm. like of course they cared about the grades i got they cared if i did well in school but they weren't in my ass like you have to major in this or we're not gonna pay for school yeah you have to go here or you're not going to get a good education. They kind of like allowed me that freedom in that sense. Like that's the one of the few things they allowed me the freedom to, to have choice in, but it's like, they did offer their opinions. Like, because when you're 18, like, you don't make very practical decisions. Right. Which is like, why the fuck are we doing this at age 18 then? Oh, hello. Why are we choosing? Of course, you can transfer. You can change your major multiple times. But why are we choosing making such a permanent decision? Like, you can never change where you first went to school. Yeah. Why are we making such a huge decision at 18? Or even worse, why are we choosing to go to the military? (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) I'm glad I didn't do that. I wasn't going to do that anyway, but, like, I'm glad that wasn't even a thought in my mind. But, like, I got into a lot of schools. Um, I had gotten into a slew of HBCUs. Yeah. And a few of them offered me full scholarships. And the practical mind would have been like, well, bitch, go there. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Instead of accruing $50,000 in debt from a school that only gave me, like, a $5,000 grant. Yeah. And my mom like tried to steer me in that direction instead of me being like, well, it's not where my heart is. Yeah. Girl. (laughs) 
yeah. you know, sometimes I just want to go back in time and smack myself upside the head. But again, we're here. We survived. Yeah. Hey, we made it. We made um, it. That was a very long tangent from July 4th. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of this podcast is um, we can talk about whatever we want. And it's the beauty of our relationship. We yes. clearly like each other. Clearly. And we can talk about it. So what we want to do here is use our platform and amplify mutual aid campaigns because I think both of us agree that things aren't going to change by donating to these large 501c3s. Right. Things aren't going to change by putting the money in the hands of people who just want to line their pockets. And our tax dollars clearly are not going to enough programs to actually help people because the majority goes to the defense budget. Yep. Which, what the fuck are we defending ourselves from? Right. Clearly, we're bullying people, not defending ourselves. Clearly. Um, but anyway, we want to spotlight people who need money urgently um, because that is, that's how we free us, you know? Like, that's how we make a change while we're still living in late capitalism and yeah. suffering. Right. If we can give people $5 here, $10 there, like, I think that will go a long way in helping each other out, which, like, we can't even talk about this without acknowledging that this came out of the queer community. Mm -hmm. Mutual aid is from queer people, and I'm sure mostly queer people of color, like, they've always been doing this because of, you know, the things that they've they've gone through. So, you know. Yeah there's always been that level of care and acknowledgement of each other's needs. Long story long, we want to make sure that we aren't just talking our heads off and actually give back. So we would invite you to give back. We're going to pass out the proverbial offering basket. Yep. And we're looking for the kind of money that, that folds, not jingles. Thank you. Yes, um, please. Whatever you can give. And... If not, uh, giving at least amplify these things. One that I can think off the top of my head right now is a good friend of mine from high school. Their friend, who is a non-binary person, they are need in need of um, emergency funds after leaving a dangerous household. So I will give their various pay links on Venmo. Their name is Screw a Binary on Cash App. It's fuck a binary but without the you and fuck um and then on paypal same thing so if you can please donate and if not of course amplify this share it far and wide one that i have this was actually someone that just dms me and asked me to share their post so it's a young homeless um, black mother of two children she's been homeless for three years um, and just urgently needs food and shelter. So if you're able to donate anything you can, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, you can donate at Venmo at si-vs-siana, S-I-A-N-N-A, or their cash app is siana-trvp. Hey.
think that about wraps it up for me well it was it was great chatting with you joy as always carmela i feel the same so thanks for joining us whoever you are out there thank you for listening to to just two bimbos trying to get ramblings of two bimbos who are trying to (laughs) rub two thoughts together to maybe (laughs) formulate a cohesive argument i don't (laughs) um but yeah hopefully you all have a wonderful rest of your week whenever you hear this see quote-unquote you next time see you next time come back and and join the tomb bimbos one thought